Over the next few minutes, you're going to learn how to talk to your kid about sensitive stuff if they're on the spectrum. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in a car with you each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And the answer to this week's question comes from the kindness pillar inside the Evolved Family Method. And the kindness pillar is absolutely focused on how we care for ourselves as we have conversations about sensitive stuff and how we care for the unique qualities of the child or children we are raising. What many families do if they are raising a child on the autism spectrum would be to default to saying less rather than more. Um, in the world in which we live, oftentimes kids um, who are living with autism are seen in the world, they are seen as less than somehow. And the world will often um, get us focusing on their deficits and the things that are difficult for them and painful for them rather than looking at their um, qualities that are special and unique and awesome and bring to them and the families they live with uh, an extra special uh, serving of diversity and awesomeness. So let's get down to the three practical tips about having conversations about sensitive stuff with kids um, on the spectrum in a way that builds connection. Let's go. Point number one, kids with um, ASD are all different. I don't need to tell you that. Wide variety of different abilities and skills um, and different challenges too. So, you know, let's talk about things in a broad sense. It's really important to be very clear and very concrete about um, the steps to communicating or the steps to being able to talk to someone else about relationships or liking someone. We have to be super specific. When I was learning to be an occupational therapist, it was a great joy to me purely because I was the most socially awkward 20-something ever. I did OT as a mature age student. But um, so I was 24 coming into my college degree and so grateful for all these practical tips they were giving me, like how to show someone that you're listening to them. Um, Nonverbal sort of, mm-hmm, yeah nodding sort of cues to be able to really sort of connect and feel to feel safe and comfortable with someone else right so that degree course taught me how to communicate and in the same way with our kids with ASD while we may also have to teach them to communicate we can be very very specific and get into minute detail about things that we need to talk to them about to do with the body and we can use that scientist mindset that I sometimes talk about that, you know, this is just another subject like anything else um, that, that our child needs to learn because it's a way to um, live with other people in harmony and um, sort of get our needs met. Learning how to be socially appropriate, learning about um, how to communicate our boundaries as well as being able to listen and understand about other people's boundaries is another part of sensitive conversations that just need to be broken down into tiny little practical steps so it becomes clear um, and easy to understand what we're trying to get across to our kid. 
Point number two, kids with ASD may have a more difficult time regulating strong emotions or strong feelings. So that could look like if we're having a conversation with them about something sensitive or something to do with genitals or then they have sort of a reaction to it, then it may be harder for them to regulate their nervous system, like bring their nervous system into a point where they're able to communicate with us clearly. Um, and so we have a role to play in that as the adults who are caring for them. We can use our nervous system, right, to have a look and see the sort of the indicators of what they are feeling and be able to use words to identify those things, to help them bring their nervous system back into some sort of um, place where it can connect with us as we're having maybe this conversation that could be awkward and a little bit weird and unusual. Maybe um, there are so many new concepts that are coming at them that it's even more about as we look at their emotional reaction, how are we able to pivot and change and reduce what we're saying maybe, change the words, make it simpler, use more tiny little chunks rather than broad, broad concepts. And I want to add before we go on, you know, these things, these tips, these tricks, these strategies, they are not just because our kids um, are on the spectrum. These are really important life skills to be able to help us communicate with all sorts of people. And um, so while we're having a conversation, you and I, about these related to your child um, on the autistic spectrum, this is actually really useful information for just being a human and learning to relate to people of all abilities um, to do with emotions and communication styles and habits. And, you know, this is not just specific stuff. It isn't. I'm just thinking about how useful it's been in my life. And um, I think if more people, neurotypical people, understood um, the nuances of communication and talking about sensitive things, the world would actually be a far better place to live in and a far better place to have relationships in. Point number three, do you have a child who is squeamish or do you have a child that is very matter of fact? That will alter, or oh, they could be anywhere in between those two poles, right? That's gonna alter how you talk about sensitive things. So. Um, there are books that you can get that are very, very specific and very concrete and they pull no punches, right? Which will work for um, kids who need specific, concrete ways to learn about their body. But there are going to be some kids that we are raising who are squeamish and that those books, even though they're designed to um, help people who have autism, um, those books won't be suitable for them because of the squeamishness and that sort of like that strong emotional reaction to maybe things to do with body fluids. And so you're going to need to have a look at your child. You know them well. I know you know them well. Um, and work out what is going to be the best way to do this. More concrete or more concerned about their squeamishness related to maybe different parts of the body. So how do you teach them to do any other part of being human and being in families? Like, how do you support your child, your diverse, wonderful child, to um, do household tasks? What have you managed to, 
that's worked in that aspect? Do you have a roster printed out in a place where they always go, where they can see it? Do you use verbal cues to help them remember? Do they need modeling? So someone beside them doing whatever the task is. You use all those same strategies um, to have conversations about sensitive things too. And remember, we have a neurodiverse kit. That's what we're talking about right now. But they are also going to be wonderfully diverse in other aspects of their life too. Maybe to do with their gender, maybe to do with um, the people they're attracted to. If they are attracted to anyone at all, maybe they're not. And that's another part of their gender too. So our neuro gorgeous kid is not just diverse in the way their brain works but could quite possibly be diverse in whether they are interested in sex or not. The sort of sex they want to have, the sort of person they want to have that with, if anyone at all. And so let's remember and remind ourselves that diversity is um, part of being human and that we can remind our kid that uh, no one is the same as anyone else and we all find out interesting things about who we actually are as we get older that it's a work in progress so you've just heard three different approaches and strategies to talk to your um, child who may be on the spectrum with things to do with sensitive stuff and bodies and babies and sex and all those sort of things i want to remind you that this is only a small part of talking to children of any ability about sensitive things. And there are hundreds of topics um, that it's helpful if children hear us talk about as they're growing up. And children um, on the spectrum are no different to that. Um, it may just be that we are doing topics at slightly different times and, um, and that's absolutely okay. So if you would like to learn about the pyramids of progress, which is one whole section inside the Evolve School, uh, which you can apply to children of all abilities, then look for the link to sign up to the waitlist for that program and I will do all the work and let you know when that opens next. And that's sitting in a car for another week where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. Bye for now.